if you're 30% more courageous, you can start to get some really great results in your life. That's one benefit. The second benefit is it feels better. When we're on our deathbed and looking back over yeah. everything, I want us to be able to say, I gave it everything. I was fully self-expressed. I asked for everything I wanted. I stood up for myself and I, I really went for it in life. Mm -hmm. It feels good to set clear goals and then game on, the clock's on, let's go. Almost like yeah. your boss is looking over your shoulder, but it's you. Welcome to the Hell Yes Life podcast, where you'll hear inspiring stories and life lessons from amazing Hell Yes entrepreneurs who are running their for-purpose businesses and living their Hell Yes lives. I'm your host, Norman Bell. Hey there, Hell Yes Lifers. This is Norman Bell. Welcome to another episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. Um, well, today my guest on the show is David Wood. Now, David is actually a returning guest. Um, let me tell you just uh, briefly about David. He is a former consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies. He built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching. He's done thousands of hours of coaching in 12 countries around the globe, and he coaches high-performing business owners to double their revenue and their time off by focusing on less and being 30% more courageous in their business or career. David, welcome back to the Hell Yes Life podcast. Thank you, Norman. Happy to be here. And I think this is quite poetic because, um, you know, I, I, I from your book, The Story Powered Speaker, I got the concept of uh, telling more stories. Oh, I I'm love on a it. Yeah. Podcast, and so here's a little post-it note yeah. that I've got up on my computer for every interview I do to remind me to not just give great content, but to also put it in the context of uh, some powerful stories. So thank you. Yeah, I was really excited to see that you got that out. You know, I, I uh, that that was something that you kind of took away from the book, and a great exercise that I'll pass on to other people to have a, a post-it note with some stories ready to go for podcast interviews or whatever they're up to. Yeah, uh, and listeners, if you don't have Norman's book, go and get it. Really great book. It had a an impact on me, very high impact in a very short period of time. I'm like, I got to change the way I've been speaking for years. So the story powered speaker by Norman Bell, make sure you get your hands on a coffee. Yes. Thanks so much, David, for the, um, the, the little plug there. And that book is actually going to be uh, coming out June 1st, 2021. Um, so, you know, look out for that on Amazon and you can, you can find out more about it in the, in the weeks to come. I'll be talking more about it on the podcast, but back over to you, David, Let, we're here to talk about you and what you're up to. And, and I'll be sure and ask you about, you want to get at least one of those stories, but before we go, uh, that was on the post-it note, but I always like to, I, I know that you've been on the podcast before, but nevertheless, um, I always like to start off by asking my guests, you know, what is your hell yes? That may have changed between now and the last time we spoke. So um, what is your hell yes? And what is that thing that really lights you up and makes you come alive? My hell yes is being of service. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that for the first 50 years of my life. But and I always thought of myself as selfish and putting so much attention on myself. And I've looked at other people who do all this charity work and whatever. And and I think I've been trying to compare myself to Mother Teresa. And um, I've since realized that I love being of service. So I just coached uh, a business owner who's having some issues in her marriage. And then the very next session was her husband who uh, has his own viewpoint about that. And um, just being able to hold space for both of them and find a way that they can come together, because often we want the same thing. It just doesn't look like it. That was so gratifying for me today. That's my hell yes. I love helping people make more money. That's fun. More money is better than less money. I love helping them get more time off, time freedom, but I want people to have emotional freedom as well to tell the truth, be fully expressed. Uh, so that's what really lights me up. Awesome, David. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there uh, listening that can really relate to that. Um, maybe, and again, you you may have touched on this last time we talked, but um, I always like to ask this follow-up question of like, when did you first realize that this was your hell yes? And it sounds like you had kind of a transition in your career from uh, being an actuary to what you're doing now. Uh, but was there was there a time that you can remember where you, you realized that, wow, this is what really lights me up? There was a moment that was transformative in my life. And this was when I went and did a personal growth program back in 1997. And then uh, someone gave me a ride home and in the car, I was coaching her. And I didn't know what coaching was, but and this turned out to be about relationships and she'd been uh, manipulating her husband for 10 years since he had an affair and been holding that over his head. And then as we got deeper into it, it turns out that 10 years ago, someone else had an affair, but didn't tell him that piece of the puzzle. Ah. (laughs) And so I watched her screw up her courage and with tears streaming down her face, I saw her create the possibility of transparent, and open and authentic communication with him and risking her marriage. And they had, they had kids like there's a lot riding on it, risking her marriage to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And she went and did that. And she came back and reported to the whole group that her and her husband felt they were floating on air six feet above the ground the whole weekend, fully in love. Now mm. you're not always going to get that kind of a result, but I was hooked on coaching then. I'm like, I want, to help people screw up their courage and fully live their lives and put put what matters on the line for that. And so that that started my my entire coaching career. Wow. That's amazing. That's a, a what a great, yeah. And coaching, you know. Oh, I, hang on, I, hang on. I just got to point out that story number five on the post-it note. Oh, okay, great. We've already got uh, number five. Uh, that's on, Deb, the affair the and courage. Uh, nice. nice. And I, I wasn't planning to do that, but there's story number five. 
Okay, so we'll, we'll see if we can get at least one more, if not two, uh, before we're done here. But we could, you tick them off if you just happen to run across them as we're as we're talking here. Um, okay, well, so, yeah, I think that that anybody out there who's a coach, I've done some coaching as well. You know, just the the uh, the powerful effect you can have on on people as as a coach, or even you know, just to be bear witness to their their transformation and their um, you know big changes that that come up in people's lives. So yeah. I hear one. Th- theme coming up for you, David, around courage. And I know that um, you previously, when you were on the podcast, you, uh, one of your focuses were these uh, was tough conversations. I mean, actually the story that you just told sounded like, you know, that, that woman that you were coaching had a very tough conversation with her husband. Yeah. Um, so tell it, tell us about this theme of courage. Uh, you, you had mentioned before we, we started the, uh, the episode uh, the interview here that this was a, a theme that was sort of up for you. Yeah. Uh, talk more about that. Well, I want, what, what I've realized, what I want for people is freedom. And the way I came to that is I, well, I, I wrote a book once called get paid for who you are. And it was, the subtitle was the four freedoms. And I care about financial freedom. I care about geographical freedom to be able to live where you want, work from where you want, work from home to travel when you want. I care about uh, time freedom. You know, what's a, you know, if you're working a 60, 70 hour day, unless you love every minute of it, you might want to look at having more time off and leveraging your time. And then the fourth freedom is emotional freedom. And I think if you want any of these, and by emotional freedom, I mean the freedom to tell the truth, to be expressed, to take a risk with people, to not have secrets generally. And if we want to have these four freedoms, it requires courage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to really go for it. In a business, maybe there's a celebrity you can ask for an endorsement. Maybe there's some big name you want to endorse your book or write the forward to your book. Maybe there are 10 people you'd love to buy your product or to become clients and you haven't asked them because you're worried they're going to say no. I think here's a great exercise that I recommend for everybody. Get a piece of paper, draw a line down the center, and on the left side is business, and on the right side is life. And the question you write across the top is, what would I do if I was fearless? Mm. <laughs> Now you don't. Yeah. I want to. I want to tell your mind right up front. You don't have to do all this stuff on the list. Sure, sure. This is just awareness. What are the things that are a bit scary for you? Because we've got to first find our edge, if we're going to ride our edge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I mentioned some things in business, but then in in life there might be some of the obvious things, like maybe you want to skydive, or maybe you'd you'd really like to go and. Um, you know, swim with dolphins out in the, in the, in the true ocean or something that, that's scary for you there. But in relationships, we've got plenty of ground that we can cover. You might have a, a, a confession. There might be something you're tolerating with your partner mm-hmm. or with your kids, or maybe mm-hmm. you really wish that you and your kid were, were closer and that's a withhold that you have. There's so many different things. If I was fearless, what would I say? And to whom, if I was one of those people that just was fully expressed, let's at least get that on down on a sheet of paper. When I had to do this, something like this, I, I listed all the relationships that I wasn't complete with. 
people, I went back, back to high school to a kid that bullied me, to the girl mm. who dumped me twice and gave me the cold shoulder. I listed all of these people and uh, my coach wanted me to go and complete with those people. I said, no, no way I'm going to call that bully from high school 30 years after school. That's crazy. He's going to think I'm an idiot. But you get coaching on it and the coach said, well, lead with that. If that's what you're afraid of, lead with that. So I called, I tracked him down, called this guy, and I said, hey, I, I think you're going to think I'm a complete idiot. I'm, I'm really nervous to call you. And that, that really paved the way. He said, oh, well, I'm so curious now. What have you got? How can I help? What's going on? It was amazing, this jerk. And I told him, I said, you always one-upped me and pushed me around, and we used to be friends, and I've hated you for years and I'm letting it go. You don't have to do anything. I'm, I'm just wanted you to know I'm letting it go. And he said, well, what can I say or do now to help you or us move forward? Wow. Right? Yeah. So once you've got this list, and uh, that wasn't even on the post-it note, but, but that's still a good story. Yeah, once you've good. got that list, you might want to circle a few of the easier ones. Go and take a risk. Hey, Hey, partner, there's something I've been thinking might be fun in the bedroom. I want to run it past you. You don't have to be in it, into it, but I want to run it past you, see if it might be something you want to try. And I'd like to know if there's something you've been thinking about that yeah. might be fun, right? That's edgy. Yeah. yeah. But if you're 30% more courageous, you can start to get some really great results in your life. That's one benefit. The second benefit is it feels better. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. feeling when you, when you play small and you let fear run you, like maybe you see an attractive woman and you don't ask her out because you think, oh, she's probably not interested. That doesn't feel good when you let fear run you. Um, and I don't want anyone to live with that feeling. When we're on our deathbed and looking back over yeah. everything, I want us to be able to say, I gave it everything. Mm-hmm. I was fully self-expressed. I asked for everything I wanted. I stood up for myself and I I really went for it in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fully expressed. I mean, I think that aligns very well with the theme of this, this podcast, the hell yes life. If you're going to live a hell yes life, um, a lot of what you said there, you know, just uh, having the courage to, I I can even feel in my, and I'm not always that way. I should say, I I, uh, sometimes have felt like, oh, I need to live. I I need to be a hundred percent, a certain way with having a podcast called the hell yes life podcast. Well, that's just not the case, especially this past year. But, um, but even when you said, uh, um, in your business and in your life, what would I do if I was fearless? I felt the fear immediately like, ah, <laughs> like, Oh, well, you know, to even put down that list. So I'll, I'll take you up on that. I'll write some of those things down. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, uh, well, there's a, cu- a couple of things I'd like to, to um, mention uh, or, or kind of, uh, you know, uh, come, come, you know, talk, uh, focus on. Uh, and one is um well, one's about tolerating, so I, I want to kind of bookmark that because that's something that I've I've picked up in um, in coach training is uh, like what are you tolerating in your life, uh, which I love, uh, kind of uh, focusing on. But I I wanted to mention this. I I'm I feel 
strongly about this while we're still in this COVID time, even though things at this moment in time for Helios lifers that are listening at a different date, um, it's uh, the 12th of, of March. And, um, you know, we're kind of like, quote unquote, celebrating a year of, of uh, uh, since it was uh, declared a pandemic um, yesterday. Uh, and, but thing, you know, vaccines are coming out in the U S things are starting to look like, Hey, maybe we're moving out of this, but nevertheless, it's been a hell of a year. So I just wanted to t- uh, touch in with you about that, David, just like, how has this year been for you and how do all of these things for anyone out there who's been struggling this year, how do, uh, does everything that we're talking about apply? It's been a mixed year for me. I tend to be pretty hermited naturally. Mm-hmm. And I live in the mountains in a beautiful home and uh, I have a puppy. So, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like both an extrovert, but also an introvert. So I tend to, you know, have limited social interaction with people. So it hasn't hit me as hard as it would a lot of people. Plus I'm blessed to have the um, geographical freedom of a coaching business where I was already using Zoom. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't, no one comes to my house. And so, so I've been insulated from a lot of the impact like that, but it's also been mixed because I do need some human connection and I'm not getting the same cuddles that I used to get. I don't have a partner right now. I'm single. And uh, so that's had an impact. And for years I've had like on and off some anxiety and depression. And sometimes I I just feel like I don't want to do anything but go and drink a beer and play video games. Yeah. Uh, I ha- I have that. That's a, a constant thing in my life. It's amazing that I, you know, leave that long enough to come and talk to people about life and do my coaching sessions. And then sometimes there's anxiety, uh, which I'm still working on, you know, lining up a therapist just now to go and try again. Like what is going on with my psyche? So uh, there've been some fun business things like a rebranding and um, I've got an alliance partner who is sometimes sends out an email to his list and I just get flooded with clients, which is such a blessing. Um, and I'm learning, I'm learning programming. I'm a nerd. I'm a real nerd and I love to program. So I've been learning Python and creating this, this uh, program that's going to conquer the world. It's, it's amazing. It's all about yeah. podcasting and podcasting relationships. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. So it's been a real, a real mixed bag for yeah. me. It, I wouldn't call it the trash or the toilet year this last year because um, I'm blessed in so many different ways, but definitely mixed. And I wouldn't mind if this vaccine works really well and we can come back in connection and I can start being more social, maybe going to the dance once a week maybe playing ultimate Frisbee, maybe getting back into squash. Like there's a few things that I've been given the opportunity to miss because of the pandemic. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm similar in a lot of ways I do. I was already doing a lot of stuff on zoom and, you know, working remotely, um, you know, uh, but, and yet, you know, it's, it's different being able to choose to do that versus like, this is your only option, your only way to, to communicate with people. Plus it's just been kind of distressing, you know, it's been, you know, like, wow, what's going on in the world uh, and so forth. So um, anyway, I just wanted to touch in about that and, and to talk about, uh, 
to- tolerations. I'm wondering if you could speak to that at all to, to um, maybe again, to just kind of click into where people might be at right now as, as we look to be, I mean, kind of knock on wood, you know, I don't want to make any assumptions, but as we look to be sort of moving out of this, this uh, um, pandemic period um, is, is now maybe a good time to look at, for people to look at their, you know, what's going on in their lives and what they're tolerating. And um, can you just speak to that theme of tolerations? Yeah, for sure. I, I first heard about this through Thomas Leonard, who's mm-hmm. known as the father of modern coaching. And he's like, you know, zap your tolerations was his thing. And I hadn't thought of it until then, but there are so many things that we just get used to. So one thing that I've been taught, I'm, I'm just scanning my life to see like, what are some things I'm tolerating? I'm tolerating neck and shoulder um, discomfort. I'm often tight there and I do quite a bit of yoga to deal with it. And every now and then I'll try some new therapy or pillow or something that, that might do it. But that's one thing that is a toleration and it's easy to just get used to. Yeah. Um, fatigue is something that I've been tolerating for a long time, anxiety, depression. And then I'll go through phases where I'm like, all right, let's stop tolerating this. What, you know, I'm going to try ayahuasca, this plant jungle medicine. I'm going to try combo, this frog sweat that they put on burns into your skin. And, you know, I always used to think people are crazy for doing that, but after you've tolerated something for long enough, you start getting more creative. Yep. And then in business, I've been tolerating for three months, not having a social media manager. So my content's all stacking up with nowhere to go. Um, I've been tolerating for five years doing the bookkeeping and taxes on my own. They're quite complex and I know them and I'm a nerd and I can do them. I think it's these things drain our energy. And so it's really useful. Here's another exercise grab another sheet of paper and list all of the things that you're tolerating in your life. Mm-hmm. Could be lack of sleep, could be a relationship that's, that's kind of draining, could be an employee who's, who's late to meetings. It could be someone throwing trash down uh, where you can see it or a cigarette butt on the ground. I, that's, that's been a big pet peeve for me. It's great to just become aware of them, all the different things that you're tolerating and then I usually find like for me to really go and move through those and make a bunch of change often requires coaching, requires some kind of outside input because the coach can give me the impetus and the uh, mindset to go and tackle all of these things. But you might be a self-starter enough that you can just write the list, pause this the recording right now, make your list, and then you might go and tackle three of them every week. I'm just going to knock these out until I've, I've got no more tolerations in my life can free up a lot of energy and make life better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, um, Helios lifers out there, obviously, um, you know, if you can do it yourself, great. One thing I have found over the past, you know, several years is, um, there's another guest that, that came on the show, uh, a while back, uh, Jeffrey Davis. And he said, I, you know, I, I tend to go from DIY to DIT from do it yourself to do it together. You know, it's like, and that's something that I have, have learned as well. Like, I'm happy to say I have more of a tendency. I'll only start going down the rabbit hole of internet research on a 
particular topic for about a half hour before I go, wait, maybe I could get some help with this and, uh, and look up to see if there's a coach in a particular area or, you know, somebody I could talk to, 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 to get their help and expertise. I like uh, that a lot. Do it yourself to do it together. Yeah. There's a mindset in America in particular that mm-hmm. to be a hero, you need to do something alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, you know, the stories about pioneering the, rail, the railroad, if you did the railroad as a consortium with crowdfunding and had the help of 100 people, it's not considered the same as if single-handedly you built the thing. Yeah. And um, I think it's a shame. I think it's a little sad. And hopefully that's an old paradigm. Yeah. Um, to think I know enough, I'm so smart that I can do it everything best if I do it alone, hopefully that's old. The best CEOs now, the best leaders are not the ones that come up with the solutions. Mm -hmm. The best leaders are the ones that have the best questions and they find other people. It's, it's like be a kingmaker, not a king. Yeah. And so uh, I think that's one reason that coaching has exploded with people like Bill Gates and Andre Agassi and Tiger Woods all saying, Hey, no matter how great you are, you can be better if you have a coach. Um, anyway, I'm biased. I'm a coach. I think five months ago, I had five separate coaches for separate areas of my life. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan and, and evangelist for, yeah. for what coaching can do. Let's talk, talk a little bit. I know I think you were saying that kind of courage was up for you, but another area was uh, productivity. And maybe just to touch a little bit on that, I know that's an area that you help people with. Uh, for example, you know, you were talking about helping that you help uh, high-performing business owners double their revenue and their time off by focusing on less. And then I think we've touched on the being 30% more courageous, but tell, tell us a little bit about that. How, sure. what, is there any, what do you do with, with your, um, the people that you work with? Yeah. Well, because I want everyone to have freedom, financial freedom, geographical freedom, time freedom, and emotional freedom. Um, I, I do a lot of work around tough conversations because telling the truth and being courageous is really important for the emotional stuff and the financial, but if you want to double revenue and that I discovered when I started working with business owners years and years ago, it's rare to meet a business owner that doesn't want to make more money. So it's like, even if they do want their life to be better, they want their relationships to be better. Money drives a lot. And I think that's fine as long as it doesn't drive everything. So I had to dive into how do we do that? And the thing I discovered is that, humans generally are very scattered. We Mm -hmm. have something called shiny object syndrome. It's like, oh, this is good. And this is good. And this is good. Entrepreneurs have it worse because we can see the options. We can see all the possibilities. There are five different target markets we want to help. There are five different problems. Each one of those target markets has that we'd like to solve. There might be five different products or solutions that we want to come up with for each of those. And then five different traffic sources five different conversion tools, and you can see how pretty quickly it starts to get hugely scattered. Yep. And that's just on the strategy front. Even if you got focused in that front, which I'll talk about in a second, um, when you sit down to actually work on those 20 different things, can you actually pick one of those 
for two hours and and nail it. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It's not like I'm not saying we've all got AD, ADD, but we all have ADD to a certain extent. So I let's suppose I sit down today and I and I've said I'm going to do a two hour sprint. All right, then the email notification goes off and oh I got a little text message. Oh my assistant needs something. That seems pretty important. Kid knocks at the door. Mm-hmm. And this is this is before we even get to our own mind that'll come in and go, "Oh, I didn't order that thing on Amazon." Or I need to call so and so about this thing. I can do that now. So staying focused has become I think harder and harder in this yeah. day and age and specifically for entrepreneurs. So um I have an eight week program for entrepreneurs to double revenue and, you know, they're not going to double revenue normally in those eight weeks, but it's to set them up for a 20% bump in revenue and then a a hundred percent bump over the year. And I realized one thing we've got to do is we've got to focus. If you want to double your revenue in the next 12 months and your time off, we have to focus so I've got a we can give away I've got a cheat sheet we can give away if you like at the end of this episode but I'll sure. I'll, I'll I'll give away a few of the uh, the the steps now one is over the next twelve months what are the goals that will have you do the happy dance in twelve like really have you be telling everyone I, this is so awesome that I achieved this and then what are the goals you would like to do but you're going to stick into a drawer yeah. You're going to stick them in a drawer until at least one thing on your primary goal list is is handled. Now, that takes discipline. It's not easy to do. You might need someone to talk you out of some of these things. I've got a whole lot of things I want to do, but if I try and do them all at once, I won't do any of them well. So I'm focused right now on on building the Samurai program, this eight-week course, and uh, being as, as good as I can be as a podcast guest and sharing my information this way. That's, this is what I've agreed to focus on. Yeah. And there's some things I've agreed not to do for 12 yeah. months. That was a hard conversation to have with mm-hmm. myself. Then we want to layer those goals and work out what's the three-month version. Yeah. Because 12 months is too, too far out. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. But 12 weeks is coming up. Mm-hmm. So what can you achieve in 12 weeks that will have you feel fully on track? Mm-hmm. Then- What's the seven-day version? This is where the rubber meets the road. Mm. What are you going to achieve over the next seven days? And what will you agree to table? You can stick them in a drawer and pull them out if you get some of the other things. If you get all all of these things on the seven-day list done, as a bonus, you get to pull something out of the drawer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you got to exercise some discipline. Otherwise, you're going to feel scattered. You'll feel overwhelmed. You won't be very good at what you're doing and it's going to take you a lot longer to make that more money. And then your time off is going to suffer because what happens is you might feel entertained and feel busy, but that's got nothing to do with the goals that will have you do the happy dance in 12 months time. Yeah, I love it. I, uh, yeah, I was talking with another guest recently about this and, uh, you know, about this sense of, of being productive. And it seems like uh, 
it's as much about saying, well, it's not, it's not saying I, I kind of like your analogy of putting it in the drawer. So it's not saying no to it. Like, Oh, I can't do this. It's just, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to put this in the drawer and I will um, focus on it later. Uh, but right now here's the, you know, with the other, other person I talked to, he, he was basically saying, look, there's about three to five projects that you can have going at any one time. Right. Exactly. So, so there's a limited number of things that we can really focus on in any meaningful way. Yeah. And, and those uh, things will chase you. Like I've got a, on my board up here, I've got a column that is my to-do list. Now that is what's made it into the next seven days. This is what's important. So I've got hiring my social media person, hiring my bookkeeper, um, and then and a, and then having an alliance email sent out for me. Like that's that's what matters. That's the focus. But all the other things on the left hand side, these are things that I want to get to. It's like they're calling to me. Mm-hmm. They want my attention. Mm-hmm, these are the shiny mm-hmm. objects that like these testimonial videos and getting the new personal assistant and, and the new medical program I want to try out in Boulder and then paying affiliates, like all these things. It's endless. It's an yeah. infinite game. They're calling at me. This is where the discipline comes in. You don't make it into the seven day list. Yeah. yeah. They're there. That's my draw. That's my right. equivalent of the draw. And then it's fun to go, all right, this one has made it. Up into the priority. <laughs> this one, I'm going to take it back. This one makes it over into the win list because I did it right. That's yeah. really fun for me. Yeah. So yeah, it takes constant discipline. And then let's let's come right back. We've come we've come from 12 months to three months to seven days. Let's bring it back to today. Let's suppose you wake up tomorrow and you've got two hours you got to apply the same discipline. What will I do in these two hours? You need a concrete goal. Maybe there are three things you think you can get done. Allocate the time. I do it in terms of 25 minutes because I'm a fan of the Pomodoro technique. So my, my sheet for yesterday had a list of what I thought I could do. And then next to it, I put how many Pomodoros it will take which mm-hmm. is how many 25 minute blocks. This one's 2P, 2P, 1P, 2P. All right, this whole thing will probably take five hours and I've got six hours today. We're good. Let's go. Then you set the timer, 25 minutes mm-hmm. and have a very specific goal for that 25 minutes. This is exactly what I'm going to do. And then watch what happens. <laughs> because uh, yeah, if you can actually do that, my hat's off to you, but what what will usually happen is you'll fall off the horse in one way or another. Yeah. Either there were distractions or your email program wasn't turned off or you got lost on Facebook or you started doing something else that felt important. It just wasn't on your list. That's fine. Yeah. Um, all of these things I'm talking about, like booking the sprints and all this stuff, it's all on the cheat sheet. We'll, we'll, you don't have to write all this down. We'll give it to you at the end of the episode. Wonderful. Yeah. And I, um, I, I am also a Pomodoro technique fan. I go with 40 minute blocks myself. Uh, I'm not sure what, why, but uh, that's, that's what works for me. And I do the same thing. It's like, okay, three forties. I'm going, that's my goal for this morning is three forties on this one particular project or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the main th- I think the key, this is my, what I suspect about the psychology is it should be a short enough block that you, you don't want to break. 
Yeah. You're like, like it's a teaser. It goes off and I'm like, come on, man. That was, that felt like 10 minutes. Yes. I forced myself to step up, go roll on the Pilates ball for a minute, maybe get a cup of tea because then I'm hungry to get back. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get back as opposed to three hours of solid work, which I'm also known to do with no break. And then I get up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so stiff. I don't even want to look at that project again. I've burned myself out a little bit. Like that's very common. I think the aim, I believe the aim of the Pomodoro technique is to make sure that doesn't happen and you stay hungry and, and stay alive. And also 25 minutes, I can convince myself to do 25 minutes of anything. Mm-hmm. So if it's mm-hmm. something I've been mm-hmm. putting off, like my 1099s yesterday and, yep. and working that out, I was like, I'll do 25 minutes of it. I can mm-hmm. talk myself into that. Yeah. And, then, and then I did a second 25 minutes. And then by the third 25 minutes, the whole thing was done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like hacking our own brain or putting ourselves and yeah. to get the most out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with you on, on, uh, everything you just talked about. It's really, for me, it's like the starting of the thing, especially with something like that. And I just did my taxes recently too. And, uh, it's, uh, once I get into it, it's fine, but it's, so, so sometimes I trick myself and say, look, I'm just going to do five minutes. You know, I will yes. set the timer for five minutes. And once I hit the five minute mark, then it's like, oh, no problem. Now I can do 10 more minutes or something like that. Brilliant. Like whatever it takes. Brilliant. You know. Coaxes, whatever it takes to get you started. Now, this does take some setup, right? Like you're working against a lifetime of habit for most of us. So when my clients come to me and they're like, all right, I want to be twice as productive. Um, we start through the checklist, start setting it up. Then they fall off the horse and then they come back and it's like, well, did you turn off your email notifications? Did you put your computer on do not disturb? Was the airplane mode on on your phone? Okay. Well, now you know what's going on. Oh, did you check email when you woke up? Well, there you go. You were lost for two hours, weren't you? So there are yeah. all these little tricks and tips that really add up. And look, one of the reasons to do them is because you'll make more money, you'll have more time off. But another reason is it feels better. Mm-hmm. It feels good to set clear goals and then game on, the clock's on, let's go. Almost like yeah. your boss is looking over your shoulder, but it's you yeah, looking yeah. over your own shoulder And then at the end of the day to cross those off and go, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed Mm. it. Okay. Here's where I did three things that weren't on the list. Was that a good move or not? Yes. I think that was important because I've been putting them off. So I'm going to write them down and cross them off or no, you know what? I should have been working on the other stuff that would have moved the needle in my business. I didn't do that. I went off the reservation, so I'm going to tweak it next time so that that doesn't happen, and I'm going to stick to the program. Awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, I think as an entrepreneur, what I'm finding is that this is the this is some of the the daily nuts and bolts stuff that you really need to. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that that either are familiar with some of this stuff or are getting a lot out of this conversation. So, um, well, David, thank you so much for joining us yet again on the Helios Life podcast. And I wanted um, what you were mentioning your eight week program. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And then of course we'll make sure and feature links to this and and to you your uh, website in the show notes, but tell us where um, people can find out more about you in general and then um, about this program. 
Yeah, sure. Well, I'll, I'll do better than tell you about the program. I'll, I'll tell you who it's for, and then I, I'll gift listeners um, one of the one of the best parts of the training, so that they can, you know, really experience it. So I, I've identified three big buckets. If you want to double revenue, you've got to look at the productivity. We've talked about some of that today. You want to get twice as productive, so that you can get to where you're going twice as fast. The second thing is we've got to look at the money. So we look at your leads and make sure you have a flood of leads. Look at your conversion rate because you want high conversions. And then look at how much you're leveraging and loving up your existing customers. It's too easy to keep hunting for new customers Mm -hmm. and ignore the ones that you have. And then the third part is leverage. You are the bottleneck in your business. So we look at clarifying your particular genius, um, looking at what you're going to outsource, And then how are you going to motivate that team so that there's really high accountability and high motivation and high productivity for the team? So that's in the eight-week program. It's called the Samurai Program. And uh, I'm happy to gift listeners today the cheat sheet I talked about for productivity if you just want a a two-page download. And then also my two-hour training, which I've now edited down into 35 minutes. So you can assess yourself in each of the nine areas I just went through for a business and work out where you're strong and where you're weak. And you'll know after taking that training, if you're a fit for this program. Uh, and if you are, we'll get on the phone and make sure, cause I'm quite selective about who joins in because I, I only want to take people that I know I can hit home runs for. Uh, and you can get the training and the download and also get on my list. If you want to get exposure to my videos, I send out about two a week. You can do all of that at my focus gift com. I tried to come up with the most memorable URL I could think of. So to give you the gift of focus, it's myfocusgift.com. Myfocusgift.com. And uh, as I said, that we'll have the links in the show notes so you can go there and uh, get right over to, to David's website and, uh, and check out his program and pick up that cheat sheet. Well, David, thanks again so much for uh, joining us. And um, we wish you the, the very best and hope to connect with you again soon. Thanks, Norman. Great to see you again. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite RSS feed. If you like the show, please leave a rating and review. And if you want to stay connected, visit hellyeslife.com and sign up for the e-newsletter and private Facebook group. Again, I'm Norman Bell. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get out there and live a hell yes life.